0: to Adoption Now, telling your adoption story, sharing real stories of the joys and challenges of adoption. Now, here's the host of Adoption Now, April Fallon. Hi, welcome to Adoption Now, telling your adoption story. I'm your host, April Fallon. Thank you for tuning in. If you've never heard our show before, we are a Denver radio program and a national podcast. We tell adoption stories from the perspective of the adoptive parent, the birth parent, or the adoptee. Today, we have an adult adoptee joining the show for the second time. Sarah Winger, thank you for being here. Thank you for having me again. I'm so excited to tell more of your story. Big news. (laughs) She is a model, blog writer, and the mother of four. Sarah was adopted at four months from Texas. She is African-American and adopted by Caucasian parents. So she told her full story on adoption now a year and a half ago. We talked about what life was like for you as you grew up, how your mom did your hair, how your parents dealt with race issues. And we talked a little bit about your birth story, but you didn't know very much. Only that you had a biological sibling Mm -hmm. and you stayed with nuns for four months and you thought they gave you the name Tiffany. Right. I asked you if you wanted to find your birth family and you were not very interested You can find that full story under adoption-now.com under Sarah Winger. Okay. So the next time I see you was about six months later and Uh you said, Hey, so I found my biological brother and I'm flying out to meet my birth mother. Yes. So this is the updated
1: show. Tell us everything. Yes. A lot has happened since that last um, show. So I, I do remember feeling like, yeah, I wasn't super interested and doing the whole search and um, going on the lookout for them. But I was still very curious just by nature. I just am a curious person. So I think even that show even sparked that more. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, you know, what would it hurt? But that ancestry DNA test that I had taken really was the starting point of my search. And I was able to get connected to a second cousin through that test. Okay. And that um, started my kind of trail in in building a family tree on my biological side. So through finding that cousin, she was able to help me narrow things down. She didn't quite know my story. She had never heard about, you know, somebody being given up for adoption. But um, we knew we were related somehow, like our uh, grandparents were siblings. So we just had to figure out the rest from there. Okay, So through the help of what we call search angels online, um, some Facebook pages out there have search angels where they for free will help you search. They're really great at um, deciphering through your DNA and tracking things down. So through a search angel, actually a few of them, uh, I was able to actually rather quickly find out who my birth mom is, was, Um, and so... My, um, birth mom still lives in Texas. I found out still in the same town. Um, and so I was very cautious and I, I wasn't sure how much I wanted to get involved. I really wanted to know who she was and where I came from and my birth story, but I wasn't sure if I wanted a relationship. Mm-hmm. So I kind of took it very slowly. I had, I had built a relationship with that cousin and so I really trusted her at that point. And I said, you know what, if you could just contact her and see where she is as far as her mindset and if she's open to um, communicating, that would be great. So she really was the first contact with her and for me. And uh, so that was huge. And that was great because I was just too scared to do it. And she uh, talked to her on the phone. And called her up and was just like, you know, I found uh, this cousin through ancestry DNA, and she believes that she's your daughter. And so my birth mom, her name's Barbara, and she was just like super overwhelmed and said, "Yes, that's definitely her." You know, I've been think I thought about her every year on her birthday and throughout the year, she's always been on my mind, and I would love to meet her. And so through um, the next few weeks after that, I found my, um, brother, um, specifically on Facebook and we started contact. So we really found a good connection together.
0: And this was the brother that you were talking about. Cause you remember you said, yes. I think I had a sibling. Yes. Yeah, so the okay.
1: very little information I had previously on my adoption papers said that th- my birth parents had a child, um, previously. And so I had no idea. And I, and it's interesting to listen back to that last show because I was like, I think maybe it was one or two or and maybe they gave me up because, you know, they were overwhelmed already. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I think that was just me, you know, Guessing. thinking up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, best case scenario. Oh, you know, they're just a little too overwhelmed and want me to have more love. So um, and did your brother know about you? He did. He did. He told me that he knew about me. Um, asked about me, where did I go? So I I think he knew about the whole process. Even though he was very young, um, I think he remembered his mom going away. But also when he was older, I think he found a picture of me as a baby and then asked about me. So through finding him, we we stayed in contact, and I made plans to go to Texas and meet them. And um, it was kind of just on a
0: whim, but I just knew I had to do it. One of the things that you worried about were your adoptive parents. How were they going to take it? And that kind of stopped you a lot. Yeah.
1: Yes. To say the least, I was, um, I had so many emotions about telling my parents, you know, that I was even searching. um, And that I had found them and that I wanted to visit them. That was just like, I wasn't afraid necessarily that they wouldn't be supportive. I was afraid of just hurting them and making them feel like they weren't enough or like they did something wrong or, you know, that they were being threatened in some way, you know, with their Mm -hmm. parenthood. So I wanted to make sure that I did it in the right way, that I told them in the right way. And through that, it just kind of, I was basically stopped in fear. So it took me a long time. Like, I think it was maybe a week or two before I actually left. Uh, for Texas that I was able to tell them, and I did it through a letter.
0: Which where, they read, right, in a parking read. lot, yes. right there, yes. before they were going
1: to go to Sprouts. Yes, exactly, in the Sprouts parking lot. Um, I, I texted my mom, I said, you know, I, I sent you an email, I want you guys to read it together, um, and I just, I'm able to write out my feelings much better than I can speak them, so... They sat in the parking lot and they cried together as they read the letter, but they said it was just an amazing letter and they thanked me for it. And they said, Of course, you have to go. You have to go. And we're so excited for you. And don't worry about us. You know, we're good. And I, it's just like a chance of a lifetime. So they, they were so
0: excited for me to go. And I wonder if a part of them also wondered what your story was. Yeah. Oh, you know, sure. You they're going to get all these missing exactly. pieces yeah. as well as you were. I mean, I right. think about that with my own kids too. It's yeah. like, what's the full story here? Exactly. And one day, hopefully we find out, but yeah. this is 36 years, right? Right. That exactly. you have been disconnected from. I have no idea about my story her, at all. Her at all. Yeah. Okay. So. You are about to board a plane, mm-hmm. and are you thinking, I can't do it? Mm-hmm. I mean, most people would just meet at like a coffee shop, right. but she's in so a different a state, so commitment. you are yeah. going to go where she is, and yep. you're going to meet her. Did your biological brother tell you anything about your story? Did you know anything going in? No, not much at all. In fact, I was under the impression that my brother and
1: I were full siblings, but it ended up that we were only half And so I didn't know that, and I don't think he honestly knew that either until we were all sitting together and she, my birth mom, was telling the story and said, yeah, you guys don't have the same dad. And so I think he found out a lot of stuff at the same time I was finding out. Wow. Stuff too. Okay. Yeah. Did you meet him first? Uh, we met all together. Okay. Uh, we met at his house. And um, like I said, we had formed a connection early on. Uh, I had not talked to my birth mom at all. Even, you know, we talked maybe through email once or twice, but with my brother, we just felt very open. And I just told him kind of my fears. And I said, you know, I'd really like for you to be there at that first meeting with our birth mom and so we met at his house and she came up uh, to stay with him for those few days I was in Texas. And um, and so we all were there at the same time.
0: What was that like walking in that door?
1: The initial walk up to the door was very terrifying. And I, you know, I hate the awkwardness of um, meeting somebody new, but this is like a whole nother level of, you know, meeting somebody new. So, um Once that initial door was open and the initial meeting happened, it was fine. But that, you know, I saw her, she was tearing up and she just gave me a big hug. And she just said she was so happy to to finally see me again. And um, do you look like? I don't think so. And that was actually one of the the things I wanted to find out in this journey of, of meeting them is who do I look like? Or, you know, is there anyone? And I honestly... I I still don't have that um connection necessarily of like oh yes for sure we look alike or you know but you know it is what it is and did you feel any connection to her? Uh, yeah, I definitely felt a connection especially as she told me her story about, you know, how I what how I came to be and how she came to the decision of giving me up for adoption and her life story and I had a lot of sympathy for her. Um, I think I did have a lot of just a natural love for her uh and my brother. And um just I think just hearing their story, it made me feel close to them. So Was she crying?
0: Yes. Were you, you crying? No. Are you a crier though? You know, I, I
1: was a very emo- emotional person growing up, but I am not so much of a crier anymore. But I think through this situation, I was even shocked at myself that I wasn't more emotional. Like other people were emotional for me. Like my best friend was there with me. Um, She was super emotional. My friends who have told the story, they're super emotional. My parents who have told the story too, they were emotional. I just have not really felt that sadness. I've just felt like this is great information to have and it's just great to meet them. So I was never really emotional
0: about it. Okay, we have to take a break. Everybody wants to know, what is the story? What happened? (laughs) Stay tuned as we talk more to Sarah. You're listening to Adoption Now. We'll be right back. 84-7FM, the word.
1: Hi, this is Bethany Miller, the director of events and media here at Adoption Now. Thanks to you, Adoption Now just keeps growing. We want to give you an opportunity to start sponsoring locally here in Denver and nationally through our podcast. In return, we want to support your business through advertising on this program and on our new donor page. It's a great way to show that you and your company support adoption. Help us keep telling adoption stories so we can encourage the adoption community and bring families the resources they need. If you're interested, contact me at Bethany at adoption-now.com. Together, we can give adoption a voice.
0: Welcome back to Adoption Now. I'm your host, April Fallon. Today, we're talking to Sarah Winger, who was on the show before. You can find her full podcast at adoption-now.com. That has her entire story on there up until now. We are getting an update. She has found her biological parents, and she's on this journey to meet them and find out her real story. So originally, you thought that you had a brother that was a full biological brother, and that they had taken you to these nuns, you stayed with these nuns, and the nuns had named you. Right. So now you're meeting Barbara. Yeah. What is your story?
1: So my story changes a little bit from what I initially thought it was. So we sat down at my brother's house around a table. They had brought a bunch of pictures of, you know, relatives and they're going through them all. And in my mind, I'm just like, I just have so many questions, you know. So I start asking about my story and how it all came to be. And she basically told me that, She was very young. She was um, 16 when she had my brother and um, broke up with his dad and then um, was together with my dad. Uh, She got pregnant, and then um, during that pregnancy, um, there was some kind of falling out between the two of them, and she decided she didn't want to have um, or she didn't want to raise the baby me with him and so how old was she there she was 17 okay um so very soon after that first baby so she decided um she told me that she turned the television on one day and saw a commercial or some kind of um show about this place in austin texas that uh, will take mother mothers that are expecting um, they can still go to school there with them. They'll deliver their baby there and be cared for um, by the nuns, and um, and then they'd go home, and the baby would stay there until uh, adoption. So, she saw that, called the number, and they flew her out, and she spent most the majority of her pregnancy there. Um, <clears throat> she tells me that she um, doesn't remember much of my birth story because she was um, knocked out, I guess, in in a way. I don't know what kind of medication they gave her, but she remembers having contractions, and then the next thing she remembers is um, she wakes up, and I was gone. And so she asked to see me, and they brought me back in, and she was able to hold me for a little bit, and they took a picture of her holding me, and the next day she got on a plane and went back home. But she named you. She named me. And that was a big shock for me because I never thought she was the one who gave me that name, Tiffany, but she told me that day that she named me Tiffany Ann, and the nuns just kept that, and um that was the n- the name that they called me as well for those four months
0: so she never knew
1: where you went no uh, in fact, what she tells me, and you know, I have no idea really the true facts of it all, but her recollection is that she Um, kind of wavered in her decision afterwards, after going home. And she called a lot um, those next few days about how I was doing. And they told her that I was placed already and that I had gone to California. And so that wasn't actually the truth because I was there for four months and I was placed in Massachusetts. So I think she um, really worried about me and she tried to check up on me. And she did get some information. I am I. From my understanding, she called the agency throughout my childhood. I think all the way up until I was 16, and somebody was giving her updates. I have no idea. Not to where I was, but just that I was okay.
0: I remember you told me that they told her you were taking piano lessons, and yes. she knew that you were being taken care of. Isn't that yeah. funny that it's piano so funny. lessons yeah. would give her peace? Like Absolutely. These people... She thought in her mind, have money. Yeah.
1: So and if she's she, taking
0: piano lessons, then she's okay. Yeah. And she's in a good
1: family. So that gave her peace of mind somehow. And was it weird
0: to think that somebody was
1: calling and checking up on you? Oh, yeah. It was really weird, especially knowing it was a closed adoption and that wasn't supposed to be going on. And, you know, I told my mom, my adoptive mom, what was going on as far as what she told me and that there was being somebody was being um, kind of watching us and, giving us, you know, I don't know, giving them a little update. And so what would your mom say? She was like, what? You know, she was kind of freaked out about it because like, who would it be? I have no idea who would be, you know, knowing about our lives. So that's still kind of a mystery. But yeah, I I mean, now today you can
0: find Facebook and there's ways to get that open adoption is huge. She just found a way. I think it proves that she loved you and she missed you and she wanted to know that you were okay. Right. Okay. so. She left that place, went back to Texas. Tell me about her life afterwards. Did she have more kids?
1: Yes. so after that, I found out she had another child um, with the same father as my um, older brother. So um, she ended up, you know, finishing school, and then she took both of the kids with her. At the time when she was in Austin um, waiting for me to be born, my grandparents, her parents took care of uh, my older brother. And so she, um, you know, got a job and tried to become independent and had her son and her daughter with, with her. And um, she admitted to me that she made horrible choices in men after that. And one of them, um, unfortunately was a very bad person. And um, she ended up trusting him a great deal with her kids and, um, uh, the short of the story is, you know, she was putting my siblings in a daycare and, and then going to work. Well, he, her boyfriend would go afterwards and, um, pick them up from daycare and the daycare workers, uh, recognized him as possibly being the father, even though he wasn't, it wasn't a very great, um, security in that daycare, but, let them, uh, they let him take those kids home and he would actually either bring them back before uh, my birth mom would, um, you know, realize what was going on, but he was taking them and abusing them severely, sexually and physically. And so um, I did find this out from my brother um, and from my birth mom too, but he, he mainly told me this story. And he said more than one time right in front of her, you know, you're you're the lucky one. You got out of this situation, and I wish, sometimes I wish I was adopted, too.
0: How did that make you feel?
1: You know, that just hearing that, it made me feel extremely sad for him and for my sister um, that they had to go through that and such horrendous things and, and the aftermath of that and how it affected their lives, but... Um, It also made me feel like I had a greater purpose in my life and I didn't exactly know what it was, but I feel like God took me out of that situation for some reason. Mm -hmm. Not that I was any better than them, Mm -hmm. but there must be some reason why he saved me from that horrible abuse and um, put me in the family he did.
0: Yeah, it's an amazing story that's so heartbreaking, but also it just fills in those pieces, yeah. you know, yeah. and you just see that your parents are your parents. Mm-hmm. Did you go home and just like hug them yes. extra tight?
1: Yes. I mean, and, and being able to tell them that story, it was emotional for them as well, but they I think it helped them as well to know it was all part of God's plan.
0: Did you meet your sister and did you meet your father?
1: No, I did not meet my sister. She does not live in Texas. So, um, I wasn't able to, but I have talked to her just through texts and and messages and stuff like that. You know, I think she really just leads her own life and isn't really close with the rest of the family um, as as far as I know. And so isn't really interested in much of a relationship there. Um, My birth mom did let me know who my birth dad was or is and gave me that name and said, it's up to you if you want to contact him and, Um, her opinion wasn't really great of him and you know uh, said it's up to you you know he's not the best person but we'll do what you want and so I sat on it a long time but finally reached out to him on Facebook and um, he immediately messaged me back and was very excited to hear from me and knew exactly who I was and exactly who Barbara was and um, was just overwhelmed and so we've had a very um, slow relationship we've Only text message, uh, not talked on the phone at all. Um, And I'm not sure we ever will or if I ever will meet him. Mm -hmm. Um, It's just good to know who he is.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. And do you look alike?
1: You know, I think I do look a little bit more like him than I do my birth mom. So I've looked at other pictures that he sent me of other family members on his side. And I definitely see a resemblance. So that was cool to see.
0: What has this whole journey taught you? Oh, my goodness. Well, you
1: know, my, my side of the story is that I've always been so curious. But, you know, with my birth parents, they've probably suffered so much. You know, it, it didn't make me feel like I was suffering. For them, I feel like they did suffer a mm-hmm. lot with that decision they made. It just made me have so much compassion for them and not anger or not um, sadness it just made me not really question, um, what God's plan was, you know, and mm-hmm. say, why, you know, why did somebody give me up? Why did somebody abandon me? And it didn't make me feel that way, which I'm glad cause I know it can make people feel that way. It made me just feel like I I'm on the right path. I'm where I'm supposed to be and everything has happened for a reason. Um, and I did am on that journey to find out like that true, you know, fulfillment of that, um, you know, why I am where I am.
0: What would your advice be for other adoptees thinking about finding their family?
1: You know, I would say it's a great idea to find out, you know, if you have questions and you're curious or you just want to know your story, definitely go ahead and pursue that. But just be very careful um, of your expectations because not all the stories turn out well. You're not always received well by the family because, you know, they gave you it for a reason. We don't know what that reason is always different, but just be prepared for either that rejection because it can happen or an acceptance. And sometimes the acceptance isn't always great either because it can be overwhelming and you can be like, whoa, uh, you know, I just want to know my story. I just want I don't need a whole new family, you know, but on the other end, that rejection can be very hurtful, too. So, If you're willing to uh, go both of those ways, I'd say definitely go for it. But if you don't think you can handle it, then, you know, just find that um, security in where you are and with the family you have.
0: Did you have to get any counseling afterwards or did you have to talk through it with anybody or was there things that you thought, I can't even process this? No, not really. Um, I felt like, you know,
1: I mentioned briefly my best friend was with me and she was really great helping me process things as they happened. And so I really just felt very grateful that I was able to have the opportunity and find them and get answers to some of the questions I've had and. I, I really just feel more complete now and fulfilled and not necessarily needing, needing anymore.
0: I'm so glad that you went forward and did that. I mean, it was very brave. I was thinking, I can't believe she's getting on a plane (laughs) and meeting strangers. And what if they are terrible people? Right. That would, that is my fear. It's not my children finding out who their parents are, or what their story is. It's what situation are they getting into? Exactly. And so you just kept going forward. And it sounds like yep. your parents were extremely supportive. Yeah. And I think and that helps that a lot of parents are like that. And that yeah. it's the kid that's thinking, I don't know what they're going to say, but it's really just it's really not an it. issue. Yeah. yeah. Being mm-hmm. honest and, and going forward. So thank you so much for giving us an update. Absolutely. Don't forget to like Adoption Now on Facebook. And remember, all of our podcasts are available on iTunes. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next week.